0: You're listening to episode two of the Hike or Die podcast. My name is Tom Griffin. I'm joined again by good friend, banjo player and hiking buddy, Craig Brennan. Today in this episode, we're going to be covering all things hiking fitness related. You ready for this, Craig? Yep. Let's do it. All right, guys. Welcome to episode two. We made it. That's well, we actually haven't made it. So we've only done one. I was just about to say we've made we have made it to the second episode. We haven't made two episodes. This is it. Let's see how we go in the next fifty nine minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, what's new? Tell me what's new. What's what have you been up to?
1: Right, it's been a little bit miserable around here with the weather, so haven't been doing too much uh, to talk of. Got away, got away a couple of weeks ago uh, for a bit of a climb up uh, Mount Gun. Oh, yeah. Or Nungan. Oh,
0: it's debatable. It's debatable. I reckon it's Gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we'll have to find that out one day. No, I climbed to the top with a four-year-old. It was... Um, it was excellent so at least you had a good pace <laughs> <laughs> i could keep up you weren't getting out walked for a change <laughs> this is good news decent i was actually up there myself um the friday before last so since, be, since the last podcast between podcasts yeah. i finished work jumped in the car um drove straight there had a dream run in the traffic um, chucked my pack on already had it packed and everything from the night before and just blasted up um, to the peak and got there just before sunset and um, got out the new camera uh, took a bunch of snaps um, I, I had everything up there I had my stove I had um, some snacks and <laughs> some dinner and um, I was in for the long haul ended yeah. up uh, what I really want to do I just got myself a new um new camera, uh Sony A seven S and I wanted to test it on some astrophotography. Mm-hmm. So I sat up and I sat up there till nearly midnight, just before midnight when I came down. Really? And it was so warm and just dead quiet and I got some good shots. Uh I haven't graded them yet or put them on Instagram but um, they may go up before this podcast airs, but um, for, you know, anyway, the um, point of it was that they far exceeded what really? I've ever done with my last camera. So. What,
1: you had the, the lens open for a, a long time up there? Or? Uh,
0: yeah, I had it, I think, 20 seconds, Yeah, but it's just the fact that that A7S can work so much better in low light. So, uh, the amount, like, you could actually see the... Uh, kind of line uh, which is the milky way rather than just seeing a sky full of stars you actually saw this burst through the middle of of this twisted bright kind of thing so sounds it's pretty awesome. cool and i mean that's that's first attempt so i, I want to get better and better at that and that's the way to do it sitting on a mountain friday night after work get that into you mm. first friday ever yeah so, yeah that was uh pretty interesting uh, other than that, I haven't been out. Um, but we do have something coming up, do we not, Craig?
1: Yes, mate. I've been just tempted to call you all the time, talk about this trip we're going to do. Um, really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Two weeks away now.
0: I think it's not next weekend. The weekend after. Yeah, it's exactly two weeks.
1: Yeah, let's do it. You've been there before. I ain't.
0: I've been there twice and. Were you meant to be there the second time? No, that was a different trip. And the first time, yeah. Anyway, I've I've done this trip twice, um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's basically that is the worst pun ever. It it is travelling up a gorge. Sounds gorgeous. <laughs> I just, just so realised that that's terrible. Gorgeous. Yeah. Unintentional. Yeah. Yeah, traveling up a gorge, literally at times close to waist deep in water. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's unavoidable spots where you just have to go through the deepest part because of canyon walls or boulders or um, whatever. 99% of it, you don't have to take your pack off. But as I found out last time, I'm glad that everything in my pack is in dry bags because... I went over. You had a fall, didn't you? Yeah, completely submerged, everything, my whole body, my whole pack. Yeah. And I lost my my iPhone. It was in a waterproof case, but um, what I didn't realize was a tiny bit of water seeped in. I pulled the phone out, put it in a Ziploc bag, and two days later, it had just been, there was a tiny bit of water under the case, and it had been steaming oh, yeah. in a bag of sweat for two days. <laughs> <laughs> just destroyed it okay. next time i turned it on and it was whacked out so that's my advice to you is hike this hike like everything can go underwater it's gonna get wet eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna get wet and so we're uh, gonna camp halfway to the gorge I to probably, the um, falls i wouldn't say it would be halfway i'd say it's about Oh, a third of the way. So maybe we're gonna even less.
1: set up a little camp there. Do you reckon our packs will get wet by that stage, or is no. it further on that it gets deeper? Oh,
0: Hard from memory, it, some, it, it's just eight hours of blur. It's, just constant. It's, it's eight. I can't remember what. What's what? All I know is within a couple of hours we'll make it to yeah. a spot which I've been to that uh, is going to be great for a camp, a but base just, camp, and then the next day we can use day packs and. Move at a much faster pace, be more agile and not risk all our gear going under.
1: Yeah, but get ready for it to get wet. Yeah, Yeah,
0: but I fell over within the first, um, it was within the first hour. All right. Yeah, straight up. I was so tired. I had about three hours sleep, drove down there and uh, I just lost my footing and I went under and it was freezing cold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all good. If it happens again, got another story. Yeah. Okay, moving right along. Oh, what happened this week? We had... Um, oh, it's been happening since probably just before the new year. Um, Stephen from Topo Maps Plus sent me an email and we've been chatting. And so this week, Craig and I set that app up on our phones. And so far, so good. I like it. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yep. It was about four times better than I thought it would be, straight off the bat. Yeah. I, uh, ju- I don't know why. I just thought, how's it going to be any better than Google Maps, for instance? But uh, it. I was, I'm was. i well impressed so far. Oh, I love looking at the maps. So, yeah,
1: it'll be really good next trip to yeah. uh, take it with us.
0: Yeah, even Gun Gun, going back to that mountain we were just talking about climbing, I... That was one of the first things I kind of just went straight up because that's my local area, and it had uh, the mountain there, and it had the. Um, it said two hundred and fifty-three meters, like it had the the height straight oh, yeah. there, like ready to go. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. That sort of information you're not going to get off standard maps. Yeah, but it's something that will be putting to the test, and we'll keep you um, posted on that because that's something pretty interesting, and. Other exciting news. Have you looked at my feet today? Actually, no. Well. Normally, I do. Oh. Uh, I'm sporting. Oh, yes. It's I my
1: Speed Cross Fours that I turned too, up
0: on Wednesday. I, too,
1: have a pair. It's... Right, so you're basically copying me, mate. It is exactly
0: copying you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty damn close. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I remember, we discussed this in the last podcast, you were... Looking at them. Yeah. You showed me yours, that, and the night before that, I was um, just about ready to click buy in oh, the right. shopping cart. And then once I saw yours, I thought, yeah, I'll get them.
1: Yeah, they're great.
0: <laughs> I love them. I can't wait to – I actually can't wait to run up um, a mountain with them because they're so grippy. It's like football boots.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. I want... To, oh, there's something I wanted to touch on from a news topic. I I just... I spoke to you a little bit about it on the phone today.
2: Yeah.
0: Something popped up in my news feed and it was an article from Outside Magazine, so outsideonline.com. Uh, just on a side note, all of the topics that we discuss, I will put on our blog with show notes. So you can always go back to com, go to the podcast page and then get the show notes. On the show notes, I'll have links to websites, YouTube videos, articles, pictures, whatever, so that you guys um, don't need to remember it while you're running, driving, on public transport, working out, or maybe hiking. You can just uh, leave that for when you get home. Anyway, back to it, I see that uh, two, not one, but two national monuments in the US just two days ago Mm -hmm. have been, um, now let's get this correct, reduced by 85%. I just, you know, we live in Australia, but that still hurts me. I still look at that and think, that that's horrible so if, for anyone who's not from the u.s. and not familiar with what that means is uh now i might get this wrong forgive me u.s. friends but i did a quick look around and just from my knowledge on other podcasts uh national monument is is very similar to a uh, national park so it's an area of land i i think the difference is is perhaps that there's some significance of that land um and I'll, I'll go through a bit of a list in a minute. But, yeah, so these are design, And it could be the way they're managed too. So let's just um, move forward because that's not the point I'm making. Some of the ones... So there's uh, 129 protected areas in the United States known as national monuments. Now, what's disturbing about this is it hasn't been a national monument for that long. Not only that, but I think it was um recently expanded, and it just concerns me that as soon as there was um some opportunity to mine there like actually I read another article about it and it said as soon as there was um as soon as it was made a national monument there was something like eighty eight Um, counter-claims or whatever put in, basically trying to fight it. And now it's gone through and it can be mined. Mm -hmm. People can actually go and buy a plot and just start destroying Mm. it. As I said before, that this is happening in the US. Why does that affect me? It's not my country. It's not my problem. It does because these are things that will never come back. If we destroy, for argument's sake, If we destroy the Barrier Reef, that's the only Barrier Reef on the planet. Yeah. It's not like there's one in every country. So some of these things here, I'll show you some pictures just for reference, Craig. So just reading this title, Bears Ears. Bears Ears is... National Monument. Bears Ears is a national monument. And And it's also the other one is... Open for oil or open for mining. Just go up the top of that. This one? Yeah. Officially opens to oil and gas. Right. There's two. Bears Ears is one of them. Maybe they've just listed Bears Ears because it was more uh, um, famous. Yeah, so in the last days of President Obama's term, oh, sorry, in the last days of 2016, Um, the, straight afterwards, 88 requests came in. It just, it just blows me away. If it, what is more sad is when you look at these pictures, Craig. There's actually these historical um, mm, sites, you know. Yeah, archaeology sites where thousands and thousands, eight and a half thousand years ago, there were natives living in these little clay kind of brick huts underneath this. I'm not saying that. That's gonna get destroyed and taken away, right? But that'll be protected. But what I'm saying is, you shouldn't be anywhere near that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. so. Hey, that's
1: that is actually saying that's part of the Bears Ears National
0: That is monument. part of Bears Ears, but so it's all. But up, the monument itself is is oh, I don't know for argument's sake like a hundred thousand acres or something. But as we know, even if you don't
1: like take the, you know, the centerpiece of a national park. If you, if you disrupt it, you know, it's, it's devastating. Yeah. And
0: what's more scary is, um, let's look at the Glasshouse Mountains. That's a a mountain range near us, which actually includes the mountain that we, we both talked about climbing. What I love about it is it's close and those mountains have still, you know, got bushland. What I don't like about that area is Hmm. everything around it's raped all the forestry. It's just just the whole place is destroyed and there's just these mountain peaks that you go up. Yeah, okay. It's 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 horrible. Yeah. It's and so what I'm, my point is, how's it going to be when these monument or oh, so not the monuments, these huts and archaeological archaeological, is that a word? <laughs> sites. Yeah, no, don't worry guys, we're not going to touch those, but we're going to continuously encroach on them until they're just one little fenced-off section in the middle of mines and stuff. Now, I'm probably grossly exaggerating, but once you're allowed to chip away at something, that's when it starts to crumble, and that concerns me on a global scale. Um, We've had our own battles here in Australia Mm. as well.
1: Yeah, you can see the tone of these... um News reports that are coming from the states at the moment, and it is obvious that you know the new president doesn't seem to care too much about protecting these these national monuments. So it's a bit scary. Yeah, not it's when really sad. not
0: when um, not when they pose a greater monetary value. If mm. if he's doesn't have any interest in, uh, yeah. I don't know, the outdoors or anything. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about was today, since I read that was. That kind of puts the obligation on all of us that, that share. doesn't matter what we do out there, if we're rock climbing, hiking, photographing, canoeing, whatever we do, I think uh, the more of us who are out there doing it and proving that we are using that land, yeah, then there's more people there to... to um, to give the impression that it's not just sitting there. Because that, that could be quite it. You could pick um, lots of places in Australia and say, oh, nobody ever goes there. So what difference does it make if we drop a mine in the middle? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it just, oh, that hit home. I don't mean to, I want this podcast to be positive and upbeat. <laughs> and I saw that article this morning and I yeah. knew I wanted to touch on news and it was just.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Yeah,
0: it's disappointing. So um, yeah, we need to support each other, and that that means supporting any any other groups that are using these wilderness areas and keeping yeah. an eye out for this. And that that's across every every country in the world because yeah, that disappoints me that there'll be a point where I, if I want to visit Bear's Ears or my kids want to visit Bear's Ears, they'll drive straight on past a mine to get there. Yeah, and, for sure. And an oil well or something that's pretty uncool sorry that was a downer guys (laughs) let's move on let's move on to an upper this is going to be my favorite part of the podcast every week i reckon and that is um, shout outs Yep. what uh, what i thought i would do and we discussed this in the first podcast was i would jump to uh, an old school, long term supporter of High or Die, and I'd also yeah. give a shout out to um, to a, a newbie who's just jumped on board or just recently. So, Clinton. Yeah. Let me read you his. <laughs> uh, let me read you his Instagram profile. Yeah, this is deep. I'll put a deep voice on everything. Clinton. A man from Norn nine, a father and husband, a friend, a disciple, an outdoors man, a creation lover and archer. Enjoy clips of my life. That's it. He's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a beast. He's supported us for a long, long time, many years. And mate, we appreciate it. Clinton, you're yep. always there, you're always popping up in the feed and... He's always one of the first to jump in on our YouTube videos and um, you know, sort of congratulate us and um, give a few comments and give us a bit of stick as well. He doesn't mind laying some crap on us now and then, does yeah, he? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, Clinton, um, yeah, I'd shake your hand if you were here, brother. Take care, mate. Uh, we will talk soon. I'm okay. going to jump... Sorry, did you have something to add on that? No, so who else you got there, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now I'm jumping all the way forward to, um, I guess, this guy's only um, been following us for a, a small amount of time in comparison to Clinton. And what I realized after I kind of jotted these notes down was these are perfect, these two guys, for um, this particular episode being about hiking, fitness, etc. because Clinton's an absolute beast. You have a look at his... Um, Instagram, man, he's always in the gym every morning just smashing it out. He's a yeah. he's a sizable unit. Yeah. He's got a mighty beard. <laughs> and uh, both of those things make him a beast. Now, this other guy, get this for an Instagram handle. One word, Savage Bear Wolf. Savage Bear That's wolf. not three words. That's one word. <laughs> He's, um, so Serge, I believe is his name. Yeah. Power lifter, strong man, strength and honor, iron and blood. That's cool. Yeah. He's a power lifter and you should see of it, yeah, man, he's a rig. If yeah. If we need anyone to get our four-wheel drive out of a ditch or anything. Yeah. This is the guy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, I, I was kind of doing a bit of research on old mate Surge And he's got this blog And uh, as I said, go to the show notes I'll put a link to his Instagram He's got a WordPress as well powersurge7783.wordpress.com And I've read a few of the things on there And they're actually really cool I just want to read you this one It's just an excerpt from one of his articles called under the bar anger i'd say 95% of my anger and for lack of a better word hatred is on myself the other 5% is my lack of patience for stupidity see straight away i can relate to this guy <laughs> yeah the lack of common the common sense that people have devolved from so what is my outlet my drug of choice is the iron it keeps me sane and tranquil amidst the chaos the weight room, the mental slamming, the swearing and screaming. I find myself in complete and absolute serenity. I find my serenity in chaos. Savage Bear, Wolf, Serge. Thanks, mate. Thanks for following us. We appreciate your support. And, uh, I love those words you've written, mate. Everyone jump in. Check out Serge. Cheers. Good stuff. All right. Let's, let's cut to the actual task at hand. And this might ruffle a few feathers. We've both got varying viewpoints on this whole fitness thing. I feel like I need to crack that ginger beer before I get into this next saga, but it's all good, it's all good. Get into it. Right. Why get fit for hiking? It's it's a question that some people struggle with. And I think they struggle with it because there's so many different levels of hiking, right? So you could say that you walked for um, 500 meters through a little reserve uh, around the corner and say, I went hiking on Sunday. Yeah, true. Yeah. And if I said you need to train for hiking, you'd say, mate, you're a clown. What do I need to train to walk 500 meters with a water bottle? Yep. So, I think the terminology hiking is so broad that uh, that's the first thing. If we're not comparing apples with apples, then we're going to have a lot of people not understanding why why we would go to these lengths.
1: There's a spectrum of different trips we could plan. So, that's why sometimes it doesn't really matter. You know, you don't have to, you just got to turn up. Yep. You know. But then there is definitely times when you've really got to get there and you know turn it up, I suppose, and yeah, and um, yeah, bring your game, and that's that's when it does help. Definitely helps have a bit of fitness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because the other question that comes from that first one is, and I saw this on a a YouTube video just recently, and it kind of was grinding my gears a bit because this guy said, "Oh, the only way to." You know, if you want to get fit for hiking, you gotta hike. Now, while I would not argue that the best way on the planet to get fit for hiking is to hike, mm-hmm. um, I would also say that there are ways to infinitely improve your endurance, power, and strength. So the the enjoyability of that exercise, so not the exercise. Sorry, the enjoyability of that journey is hugely magnified. Yeah, by eighty percent more.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that that's it. I mean, I don't think that you can enjoy it quite as much unless you have a little bit of fitness under your belt. Like, I don't think you have to be fit to enjoy hiking. I think anyone from all walks of life can. Um, get outdoors and have an adventure of their own but it does to their level yeah keep it to your level and then you'll still have fun Mm. but if it can quickly become not so much fun when you go beyond that limit yeah yeah and I've been on some trips where I
0: felt my limit was reached, you know, and that's that's tough. Yeah, I've gone beyond it. That's tough, it, and it's very quick. What I've noticed is is very quick transition from your uh, so a very quick transition from physical fatigue, yeah, yeah, to mental fatigue. Yeah, it, once you're once you physically start to break, your yeah. mind is loses it man yeah it I'm out of here yeah can't do it can't do it there's been I mean we've 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 done hikes where we talked about it on the last podcast you know we blasted up that the very first ridge of the very first hike and I just thought wow I was heaving in the breaths and stopping about like I'd stop at every tree, which and they're about, you know, twenty meters apart, 10, 20 meters apart. Yeah. And I could go back there tomorrow and, and just blast up that ridge. Sure. Without too much, if I'd raise a sweat, yeah, I'd I'd be out of breath. Yep. Yeah. It, but uh, but not the same. Not and not the shock either. No. Like I'd get there and I'd feel the pain and go, yeah, you knew this was going to happen.
1: Yeah, but it broke you physically and then it kind of starts to creep into the mental side as well. And then once it creeps
0: into the mental, your whole game goes. Yeah. So I do think that we need to make sure that when we're saying, going back to my original point, if we're saying we need to um, uh, train for hiking, then we need to make sure that we're talking about the sort of hiking that people need to train for so sure. let so let's just say from this point forward we're not talking about a half day stroll in the woods we're not talking about um uh even, we're not even talking about a like a six hour cruise along a graded path yeah. let's just say that we're talking about a multi day so at least a two day two to three days minimum yeah. um doesn't have to be off trail but you know there's there's some significant kind of climbs, so a little bit of elevation that sort of thing I think that's what we 're getting at oh and because if you as soon as you add a multi day yeah. dimension to it you're talking about carrying a pack you 're loaded up with some that's right some gear so you' you're starting to get up into um carrying weight, and I think that 's where your body goes into it's a horrific shock when when you put the pack on and you go, yeah, yeah I can carry this see, yeah, I can carry this mm. can you carry it for 20 minutes yeah 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 can you carry it for eight hours today and, and there's a big difference yeah i um i'll get into some of the training i do later on but wearing a pack while you're doing exercise is again it's just building up that mental fortitude to to um perform with the pack on yeah, rather sure. than um Kind of do all this training and then put the pack on later and go. Oh, wow, this this is still feels terrible.
1: Yeah, I, I must say that's something I've never done as a as a plan is. Um, I mean, I'll tell you that I do quite a bit of of walking and and jogging around the around the neighbourhood here, and that's that's fantastic for me. But I don't put a pack on, and I. So you've done a fair bit of uh, preparation with packs on, have you?
0: Yeah, I have. Um There's actually, like I said, I'll break it down a bit later, but there's actually a lady, uh, she must be in her 60s or something, like mid-60s or something. When I drive to the train station of a morning to go to work, quite often, a couple of mornings a week, I'll pass this old lady and she'll have um, a backpack on, like a full-size backpack. Yeah. And just be trucking along the sidewalk and I just think, good on you. Well done. Yeah. Like she's must – maybe she's not training for anything and she just thinks if I carry extra weight on – Working extra work. hard. Yeah, that's great. But something tells me that that she is training up for a walking, for, I don't know, Kilimanjaro, whatever. She she might have something in mind and she's out there smashing it and she's got some pace on her, eh? <laughs> like she, yeah. She's doing well and – there's absolutely no no doubt. It goes back to the other point. There's no doubt that walking around with the pack on yeah. is the best way to train for walking around with a pack on. Yeah, it would be. And it, can, it yeah, 'cause it comes in balance comes into play and all sorts yeah. of other stuff. Oh,
1: there's no doubt. It's yeah. so different when you've got a pack on. So and there are packs you can get that you can load up with weights and all sorts of stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, the original packs that we had. Yeah. I just used that old pack and I put a um twenty litre water barrel water in it. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, equates to around twenty kilos. Yeah. Plus the barrel and then the pack's about three kilos. So I think I get up around twenty four kilos. That's Sorry decent. guys, I'm not I'm no expert in uh I'm just looking at twenty four kilos in pounds. 52 just shy of 53 pounds yeah um of weight in the pack and the reason i do that when you can sit there and say we should be an ultralight packer yes 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 but we are videographers and photographers and we film and we take copious amounts of gear that if i didn't want to take a single video if i don't want to record anything for you guys (laughs) Uh, I'd be running 12 uh, maybe 14 yeah 14 kilo kilo. like like close to half yeah and uh, but that's just not the case so got to make sure that I'm training within that realm or else I'll still get that shock factor
1: yeah and water is so heavy of course and yeah what I like
0: about it is sometimes I don't fill the barrel all the way up and it actually moves a little bit sure so while I'm doing other exercises like step ups and um, lunges and stuff, it mm. can move a little bit, and then all of a sudden it engages my core, which mm-hmm. is the same as if um, you didn't have your packs inched down, and you go to step across a log, and this pack sways a bit. You know, it, it's that's how I, one of the reasons I fell over on that on that um, that gorge trip was yeah. as I my foot did slip. Yeah, I'll acknowledge that. Yeah. But when it slipped, my pack leant over, and it just put me one degree over balance, oh, yeah. and it was like the slowest fall in the history of mankind. <laughs> For sure,
1: I feel that when I slipped at that stinson um, on that last day climbing up,
0: far out. When was it, when was that on the last? You don't mean when do you it was- on the last day when we were climbing out. No, or no. The last day climbing up to climbing
1: up with all the leeches over us, and yeah. I ended up uh, slipping and yeah, Damn, la- landing right. on my back in not too much pain, but just just felt like just staying that was there a for a of while. Hours <laughs> after, yeah, that was
0: a couple of hours <laughs> after I went over, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which of and it was the GoPro pack. It was of.
1: it was the weight of the pack that just yep. you couldn't you couldn't stop yourself from falling after it went. So yeah, yeah. I think a little
0: bit of training with a pack on, is yeah, very. Very yeah. valid. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it anyway. Feels yep. like I'm hiking if I close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's another thing. When I was on when I was hiking up that uh mountain to do that astrophotography on that Friday night, I had my whole big pack on. And oh, you'd know how out of place that would be on that yeah, trail. Yeah, it it's only might be. twenty minutes up, twenty minutes down. Yeah, yeah. And I've got this massive pack with all this stuff in it. <laughs> And as I went past this group, I was going up there for a purpose. I needed to carry my camera gear. And I love using little things like that as a training session because I knew this other hike was coming up. Yeah. So I was pushing it. I was going pretty hard. And I walked past this group and um, one of these girls said to the rest of the group or to a couple of these guys that were struggling just carrying their water bottle, she's like, see? you should be training like that. Ah. (laughs) And I just laughed to myself and thought, geez, I'm not even training. (laughs) I'm actually going up there because I want to go up there. Yeah. Um, But it was pretty funny. Well, shall we go? I mean, that's a perfect segue just to go into our training. What? Okay, I've got a question for you. Uh, Will you and be honest, you can be honest, That nobody's going to judge you here. <laughs> they might, all well, the listeners might, but I won't. <laughs> Will you do anything different between now or have you done anything different from when we decided we're doing this trip in two weeks since we decided on the date to what you've been doing the last few months? Are you doing any form of training for this?
1: Yes, but right. it's not... It's it fits in with what I usually do, which is um, which is just evening strolls. But you know I make sure that that I'm out there, just just putting some K's in. And this has made me want to double it, so I'm doing quite um one hour of of marching up and down the hills around here instead of thirty minutes in the evenings, which oh, isn't yeah. much. But that just yeah, no,
0: that's a significant yeah so. i
1: think that makes a difference a bit of duration in that and i'm i'm happy to say i've been able to put a couple of 5k runs in this year already which is something i wanted to talk about if you're asking me about fitness i think it's pretty important that something slows me down is some injuries we've got to be talking about that when you talk ah, about
0: fitness that's a really good point man
1: so i um yeah, I used to be super fit. I was doing, you know, um, what do you call it? Like training in the mornings, um, not CrossFit as such, but it yeah, was. Yeah, like a boot camp, boot camp sort stuff, thing, weren't you? Yeah. yeah I remember
0: keep, that. I remember when you did that.
1: Yeah, but um, recently I've had this ankle thing, my left ankle. I've had MRIs, I've had, um, seen, you know, surgeons, I've seen, I uh, had several physios on it. Um and couldn't couldn't get. I've had like injections in it and all sorts of stuff to just try and fix the fact that I'd I'd hit a point in my run and I'd just come up lame and I just can't go any further and I'd have to hobble back home. It was.
0: I remember you telling me about that, and I totally forgot. You told me that. Yeah. over a year or something. Yeah, it's been eighteen months. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's been depressing. Yeah, that's um. Do and oh, you wouldn't know. I tore tore my Achilles tendon once. Right. Not completely off the bone, but um, the right-hand corner. Oh, yeah. And it was so painful and so... It was like a disability, man. Like, I had to put instep... uh, Not insteps, but these heel rises in my shoes and wear shoes all the time, or I couldn't even walk. Oh, I started with podiatrists too,
1: you know, for for this, and... Still don't exactly know. I think there's an impingement in in my ankle, but um I'm really, really, really excited that I can I can run again on it and it's not, not pulling up anymore. So something's, something's gone right recently, and I think we all have to accept that injury um goes hand in hand with, with fitness and hiking yeah. and stuff and we have to, you know, take that on.
0: That's a good point. The so that same injury I was doing a similar boot camp thing twice a week and it was it was the strongest I've ever been. Absolute strongest I've ever been. And I, every week I'd push myself harder and harder. And this guy, 80% of the stuff he'd have us doing was legs. Yeah. And I never realized, never ever realized. I'd always shirk on the legs, not because it hurt or whatever. just kind of, I don't know, it just doesn't. It never occurred to me that, this is going to sound absolutely stupid, that having powerful legs was going to assist hiking because I kind of thought, well, you know, I just need to get fitter for walking. Mm. But I was so wrong and that um, probably ruins my credibility (laughs) by kind of saying that I didn't think of that. But if I could say to anyone out there, if you think, oh, yeah, you know, I I do a little bit of legs. All I do is legs now. All oh, right. I don't care. All I do is legs. And I absolutely smash. And do you remember that time that uh, we did that training hike, getting ready for my Tassie trip, my first Tassie trip? Sure, yeah. And... We went down to th- that place called Cobble Creek. Yeah, that's right. Um, I remember that very, very clearly in that when we hiked out of that, that day, I was just, it was the first time I'd ever had to stop to wait for you. Yeah. And that was at the peak of doing that boot camp for about, Eight months.
1: No, I remember that. I remember noticing you, you that. You
0: actually said you'd stepped up a big. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> what you What are you been doing? Yeah. And and it was just legs. So it's, for me, it's just legs all day. Yeah, legs all day. It makes sense. That's of what course we, you want to keep. Yeah, you know, do other exercises, of course. But I'm, yeah. but 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 my point is that um that that power and that drive, man, it goes a long way. Yeah. So I do things now like um like i said i'll put the pack on and i've got this massive steel toolbox and i'll just put a cd on and i'll just hit play and i'll step up and down on that toolbox until that cd stops so whatever it is hour hour and 20 i'll just go i'll step up sometimes i'll step over it completely turn around step over it sometimes i'll step up on it and then step back down backwards, and I'll just keep mixing it up. Sometimes I'll stand side sideways, step up on it sideways, step down sideways, and these are all things I think are very important not to do um, strictly symmetrical training, especially for the sort of terrain that we traverse with with a pack on our back. Yep. Uh, whenever it, whenever you actually need to start pushing hard, it usually means you're stepping up onto a rock, onto a log, over a log, mm. and they're all the, the points where you need those bursts. Yeah. Uh, I have a log. I mean an actual physical log. It's an expensive gym you go to, right? This is yeah. This is this is a gym where I use the old pack with a <laughs> barrel of water in it. I have a log which one of the trees in my yard is 60, 70 foot tree went down over to my neighbor's place and so I jumped the fence and cut it up with the chainsaw and ended up with this sizable log I will weigh it I've never weighed it but it is very heavy I say it will probably be 30 kilos maybe 35 uh, or maybe it just feels like that when I'm nearly crying but that log I'll get that and again I'll I won't be symmetrical so I have it on one shoulder and i'll do squats i'll put it on the other shoulder and i'll do lunges i'll kind of walk forward and do lunges i'll walk backwards doing lunges and i'll swap shoulders all the time sometimes mm. i'll just hold it in my arms and do squats which is symmetrical but i think that mixing it up is um is key to keeping engaging all the other smaller muscle groups so you're a real tree hugger these days mate mate i hug that thing i cry on that thing I swear at that thing. (laughs) So much so that, you know what I want to do with it? I'm going to need some help with this. What I'm going to do with it is I'm actually going to um, sand it and then I'm going to wax it like so it looks like this awesome log. But I'm going to – I want to carve a name into it. I just want it to have a name. (laughs) And I want – I'm actually going to – this is a fact. I won't – it will probably be a couple of podcasts away – I'm going to run a competition <laughs> to see who can come up with the best name for my training log, <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to give something away to that person. So you get a head start if you're listening. Start thinking now because the competition hasn't even started. But a couple of things I like. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like the beast, you know, Giving it a name like that, right? But then the other thing I kind of like is actually giving it a, a human name like Boris. <laughs> just said I'm just going to train with Boris. Yeah, with Boris, and yep. just carving Boris in. And on the other side, I want to carve something really poignant. Like this is a Jocko. Do you know who Jocko is? Not not you, Craig. I know you do. Jocko Willink, his ex-military. um uh, he did a bunch of tours over there. He's an extremely motivational guy. I want to carve like one of his quotes, like uh, one of his would be, uh, what is it, all of your, I can't believe I can't remember it, all of your excuses are lies. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, all your excuses are lies. <laughs> Just carve that into the side. Every time I think of quitting, yeah, I just look at the side of that thing Mm. and just pick it up. I'm gonna do that, and then, uh, yeah, so guys, put your thinking caps on.
1: Mm -hmm. Carving names in it is sounding a little
0: bit castaway, there, buddy. (laughs) It is a bit. Well, I talk to it, (laughs) we have enough conversations already for it to have a human name, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) what's the name of that ball? Wilson Wilson, that's it, yeah <laughs> you're not allowed to suggest Wilson. Wilson I will not call it Wilson, I will not call it Wilson <laughs> uh the um speaking of Jocko, because I did actually have him on my my list, and the reason that I put him on my list was I thought again it's an, it's another it it weaves its way into the training. How are you going to train if you're not motivated? We know we've got a hike coming up that instantly makes it easier for me to train. I trained on Thursday morning at 5.30 a.m. And that is, for anyone who knows me, knows that that there's something wrong with me to be doing that. (laughs) Right? I'm not a morning person. Yeah. And I got out there and blasted. It was even raining a bit. I took old Wilson the log out there (laughs) and... And we did some work together, and uh, I did a bit of cursing, and I'm still very, very, very sore today. That's three, three days ago, two days ago. Um, I must have been Wednesday morning. Yeah, sorry, it was Wednesday morning. Anyway, um, Jocko is a. I'll I'll put a link to his YouTube channel. He has this one particular. Video called All Your Excuses Are Lies. And just the way he frames things that we say to ourselves every day like our brain is quite literally looking for the easiest path to get through life, hands down. Yeah. All day, every day. I should have walked up the stairs or just take take the lift. Oh, just take the lift because I'm in a hurry. Yeah, that's why. That's a that's a good idea. Every day you're making excuses, and he just breaks down these. Oh, it's it's um, oh, it's too late. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's too early. Like all these excuses we make every every day not to train, and he just basically said that's your mind just trying to find the easy path, and that really resonated with me. And I probably listen to that clip once a month, if not more, just to kind of remind myself that. When, like I said, the other morning it was raining, Um, the Tom of a couple of years back would have said, oh, it's raining and a bit cold. That's not a good environment to train. I'll do it tomorrow (laughs) and just left it. But I didn't. I just thought, good, rain, excellent, because I might get rained on while I'm hiking. So at least I'll know what it feels like to be crying, lifting a pack and getting rained on. Yeah to hide my tears <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well i think the training brings in that that discipline for the the mental fitness that you need not just physical mental fitness mm. that you need when we get out on the trail so it's getting fit uh but it's also just getting that discipline and that mindset of hey i'm you know working this
0: out so i can you know hike out there do you remember uh, Montserrat? You've done that peak, right? Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful hike uh, in in uh, a couple of hours from us mm-hmm. here in Australia. Yep. And it's it's near a pretty famous mountain called Mount Barney. Anyway, Montserrat, if you cast your mind back, has about three false peaks. Do you remember that? Uh, coming up from... Oh, sorry. I came up from the portals. Did oh, you okay. Come up that way?
1: I yeah. It's a funny story about that, but yes, I did. I, yeah. came up, I, I actually came in the other way. Oh, okay. Um, to arrive. Right, right. But then I did. I did go down to the portals to get water. Right. At which point my stereo pen was not working.
0: And oh, you told me. I about that. was not. And you were panicking because you. I had no couldn't, water. Couldn't. I
1: couldn't drink the water. I had to get back <laughs> oh, up. My God. I just carried some dirty water up, but then. Um, yeah, it was it was tragic, but you know I could have just drank the water. It's not that bad there, but yeah, it it was it wasn't the best experience.
0: <laughs> I remember. Yeah, you say false peaks because you kind of think you're there. Yeah, or... so you look up and you can see the sky. Sure. Behind it, and you yep. go, "Wow, I've only got to get to there." Yeah, and you get to it, and you realise this is a right hand turn. Yeah, yeah. And then you look up. Oh, oh no, that's the peak. There's at least three false peaks on that mountain and they drove me insane. What I do in my training is I give myself false peaks because I always want to be able to go past the distance, the duration, whatever it is, um, especially if the shit hits the fan somewhere and we need to get somewhere quickly. We need to be able to push beyond regardless of the conditions. So for example i'll uh just in this training session the reason another reason I trained this week is I knew this podcast was coming up and i wanted I wanted that pain fresh in my mind and I remember there was a definitive point I was getting close to the end of the workout, and I thought right, I can do uh ten more lunges and ten more squats. And by this time, I was already blasted, and that, that's with the log on my shoulders. So I pick up the log again, and I do did five lunges, and my legs are shaking. I had to stop. I go, good, I've only got 15 to go. So then I did the, another five lunges. I thought, go, good, I've only got 10 squats to go. So I took a breath, chucked the log up. I did 10 squats, and then I cursed again. I'm not going to say that. And I said to myself out loud, you do another three squats. And I did another three on top of the 10 that I'd already done. Just so that when I got the pleasure of reaching the 10th one Mm. and thought, oh, wow, I've made it. I can give up now. I made myself do another three. But I'll never plan that. Because if you plan it, then you know you're doing 13 and you'll pace yourself. Yeah. I just always, at the last minute, just pick one stupid exercise and do something extra. Do that. And it kills me, but every time it means I can go Mm -hmm. to the finish line and then I can go 100 metres past the finish line if I have to. And that that just comes down to resolve, and that's the sort of um, mental attitude we need out there. I know it's... um, Apologies if it's sounding all pretty heavy, but Craig and I, to get the footage that we get and to ex- get the experiences that w- we experience, we like going to very remote places. And there are places that we go that are days and days' walk from any kind of help, uh, civilization. In Australia, our cell phone coverage is much, much less than, um, from what I understand, other countries. So within, for argument's sake, on the, the Stinson walk, within a couple of hours, you've got no phone reception until two days later.
2: Hmm.
0: No phone reception. So we're on our own and that's when that's when we need to have each other's backs but we also need to know that um, we can take ourselves to a place um, physically and mentally that we can get out of this place if if some bad weather rolls in, or if uh, let's say, for argument's sake, one of us breaks our leg, and we just have to kind of set ourselves up. You have to pick me up like Wilson. Yeah, to pick Carry. you up on my shoulder. <laughs> I need to start training with the bigger log. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> A small <enough>. tree. <laughs> <laughs> then I think. Uh, we need to know that we can say, okay, Craig, or whoever it is that's broken their leg, I'm saying you because I don't want to break my leg, <laughs> um, prop you up against a tree, right? You've got food, you've got water, let's set up a tent, whatever. you got everything you need, you're going to be just fine, don't move. And then I've got the capacity then to absolutely blast through that bush yeah, and get out get a crew get back into you in the shortest possible time and that that is that extra three squats yeah because at any point in time you might need to do that extra bit
1: i i too keep i keep a pretty close track when i'm running of um my state of you know endurance and therefore i use a watch that gives me some feedback and, and some biofeedback as well. And I'm actually really getting interested in just knowing where my limits are. And I play scenarios in my head where I may have to, I may have to hightail it out of, of one of our trips and, and find help or whatever. And I need to know how far I can, I can run before I have to slow down. And, um, yeah, I think it's important to sort of, Yeah. Be prepared for that, and and know that you can um, reach a certain, you know, reach a certain level of of, of getting out alive. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. The, the psychological aspects of that, the resolve, just from my personal experience, what I build out of that, mm. the hikes that we do, what I build out of the training that I do for those hikes. I take that back into my personal life. I take that back into my work life. Yeah, true. And I remember a point where I had done remember that first solo trip I did. Yeah, well, I did the, the canoe. canoe trip yeah. for three days. First time I've ever gone out alone. And again, within three hours of paddling, I was out of phone range for um for three days. Yeah. And that was um, pretty significant. I remember sitting at my desk at work when I went back to work after that trip. Everyone's running around and there's people panicking and throwing paperwork on my desk. Oh, we need this done and everything. I remember just looking around and it was like a, a film. Everything kind of went in slow motion and there was... Mm-hmm. All of the sound went away and I was just observing. And I remember thinking, you guys have no idea yep. what I'm capable of. Yeah. Your problems, your petty problems are nothing. They're nothing. I don't have time for your petty problems.
1: <laughs> what you've been through. And- it was
0: life-changing. Yeah. And every time we get out there and bust ourselves... I take that fortitude and I bring it back to every other situation in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you think back to when we originally decided to get outdoors, it was pretty much to find those things.
1: And you might say that, you know, fitness is one of the one percenters or whatever, but it's something you can you can sort of work on and... Um, It does, you know, get the mental game right if you get a little bit of fitness on. Absolutely.
0: As I said earlier, the enjoyment. So let's see. there's two people. One trains for this hike, one doesn't. They both go on the same hike. They both complete the hike. That's fine. No dramas. The person that trains will have an infinitely... Better experience. Yep. They will be able to push further Mm -hmm. at a comfortable pace, Mm -hmm. have a conversation while they hike Mm -hmm. because they're not too out of breath. They'll be able to stop and take a photo, be able to operate the camera because they're not vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. They'll be able to um, have a short break for five minutes, have a snack and some water. Yep and their energy levels will be back to 100%, throw the pack on, off they trot. Meanwhile, this other person is struggling to keep at that pace and just get to the finish line. That's my opinion. That is bred purely from my experience, my own personal experiences, and I will always um, bust my ass at home and go through the pain at home so that when I'm outdoors, I'm just having the best damn time concentrating on birds and mountains and taking photos. Yeah. Yep. you got to be able to have
1: that time at camp where you're still feeling good, you know. You don't want to be ruined and unable to enjoy the photography and, you know, the landscape. So, yeah, there is a lot to be said for that for sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, we are churning through, churning through stuff here. Um, going back to Jocko, there's another person called Cameron Haynes, who is, uh, he's, uh, he came to fame by, uh, not many Australians would know him, he came to um, fame as a as a bow hunter, but as a super fit freak and he—he everything he does is is to basically get better at that but he's now progressed into these ultra ultra marathons where they run for days like they run for 100 miles or something yeah he's just entering a 235 233 mile whoa Run that he's training for now, I think that's right. Jeez. It's called the big Bear or something. I, I may have that incorrect, but, but let me just say that whatever the number is, it's not far off that. I'm not exaggerating yeah, much. <laughs> uh, he's got this great video uh, on his YouTube channel. I'll leave the link as always, and it's just called Cameron Haines at a Glance. and it is really cool. and it goes for two and a half minutes, which is really inspirational. Uh well shot, beautifully shot little little piece. But the last thing he says I love it, he just looks straight at the camera and he says To all the people that say that I train too much I thank you. <laughs> and I just thought that's awesome man. That is so cool. Because what what is anyone else's opinion? got to do with with how you want to create your success. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just thought that was awesome. Was that yeah, I recommend that. That's a good watch as well. That's cool. I am gonna blast through a couple of videos that I've over the the time I've been looking into this fitness sort of stuff, um, I think have a nice little collection of exercises, because way too hard for me to, on radio, explain to you. I just called this radio. That's <laughs> odd, isn't it? Radio? It's an odd term. Yeah. I think audio was probably the term I was looking for. Some people listen to the radio still. Some people look, listen to this on your radio. Anyway, first one is, Does uh, this, and I don't know anything, but I just stumbled across this. Sovy fit Or something It's a They're a clothing Uh, Distributor Fitness clothing This girl's got tights I've got tights Which means I could do that (laughs) What is it's? Now It's not just For legs Craig This is actually For booty Workout
1: Right Yeah So
0: Legs And booty Workout So that's a bonus. Oh. What I like about it, I'm not. I'm not going to play any of it too, you. can check oh, it. I want you later. to show me now. But anyway, oh, it's um, <laughs> it's stuff that is. It's a lot of squats, no weights, no resistance whatsoever. Well but what she's doing is um, absolutely fantastic, and it's all based on 45 seconds on, uh, 15 seconds off, right? And you do that for 24 minutes, but. She has all sorts of... Um, let's play a bit. I'll just mute that. Uh, she'll jump around like that. She's just doing a, like a, a kind of a... It's called a left side lunge kick. So she's lunging all the way down and then lifting her leg up. Uh, it's off-center. I wouldn't call it symmetrical. Um, oh, the wide climbers. That's similar to... Um, a bear crawl, except you're not actually moving forwards. I do some bear crawls sometimes with twenty with that twenty liter drum on my back. Mm. I don't know why I do it, but I just kind of feel like um you know those times when we have to climb up through or under trees or crawl under trees and stuff. I oh, kind of yeah. do it for that, yeah, just awkward, it's awkward and it's painful yeah. and it messes with me. But yeah. I'll go across the yard and back and then do it again and the kids think it's hilarious. They laugh their head off at me. Oh, this is skater hops. Some people know what they are. Especially skaters. <laughs> 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 no, she's great. It's a really good video. I will put a link for that. Uh there's another guy I'll give a shout out to. His name is Scott Marlin. Malin? Not quite sure. He is, uh, he's written some books. Um, as I said, I'll put all the links and I'll put the link to this video. But he shows his really simple exercise where he's putting his, so he's in the lunge position. And then he puts his uh, rear foot up onto a chair that he's got behind him and then just starts doing one leg lunges Uh, I've done these and they're um, they're pretty awesome because Mm -hmm. they're engaging a lot of I see how much and he's fit see how much he's struggling to keep his balance Um, they engage all the core muscles and you're only working one leg at a time also having that back leg up does something with the hip flexors gives it more range than it would normally have yeah I'm not going to explain it all. He's the expert. I'm just going to leave the link for you. Yeah, it's good. Check out this guy. He's a bit of a beast. His name's... How would you pronounce that surname? Papke? Yeah, Kurt Papke. Yeah. P-A-P-K-E. Yeah. Again. He's got this uh, video called How to Get Fit for Hiking Slash Backpacking the Grand Canyon. Uh specifically the Grand Canyon. It's not going to work anywhere else in the world. So, useless video. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Um, Kurt. I love this video. Just to frame it, Kurt, what do you reckon? He's like late 50s, early 60s? Probably. He's just smashing it. And he's got this really cool um, exercise. Check out this exercise, Craig. Yep. So, he's kind of on a box of sorts and he's stepping down He's got one foot on and he's stepping down with the other foot but he only just lets the other foot touch mm. and then pops straight back up. And I've done that as well and that gets pretty hectic Man, after like 30 seconds or a minute. It starts yeah. to really burn. Uh, he's doing some uh, lunges. Reverse lunges as well is something I... After doing some research, there's considerable difference between lunging and walking forwards mm. and lunging and walking backwards and pushing off that front heel so uh again, I'm not the fitness expert to go into the um technicalities but videos like this will point you in the right direction again i'll uh I'll chuck all of those links on Craig do you have anything else to add on? Anything whatsoever?
1: No, mate. Thanks for showing me those videos. I haven't really looked through YouTube for some some potential um, exercises and stuff. So yeah,
0: I'll share those with you. And well, I'll send you a link to the show notes, and <laughs> yes, you'll see all on that. there. Thanks for that. I definitely check them out, mate. Some of these are again, these guys are exercising with no weights whatsoever. The only props they've got is sometimes a chair or just basic stuff, a yeah. step. So it's not like uh, you even need to hit the gym for this. This is stuff that you can smash out around the place or down the park or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I definitely... Lunges for me used to be so awkward and difficult and painful. They're still painful, but they're much less... I've got a lot more stability and a lot more explosive power out of the step. Mm. Uh, So I definitely... Give kudos to them. Yeah, we'll share them. You we'll check them out. Get a bit of Jocko into you. Good. Remember good. that all of your excuses are lies. Yep. Sounds about right.
1: No, I'll take some of that on, man. I think I, I might um, ramp it up a little bit before this next trip.
0: Well, yeah, you've still got, a still got weeks. two weeks, mate. You can, mm-hmm. you can get there. I'll be i'll be in a lot of pain (laughs) yeah you want (laughs) to that's actually something i wanted to say (laughs) was like i think that (laughs) there's a point at which you need to ramp down uh as you know but probably nobody listening will know that i used to compete in high level martial arts uh competitions around the world in japan and um around australia and there was a tapering off period um, as there is, I, I assume, for any sports whatsoever. Mm. So you will get to a very high intensity and then in that last kind of five days, you really just be moving your body. There'll be no resistance, there be no weights, there'll be no way that you're going to get an injury. Right. And you're basically letting your body recover from those weeks and weeks of intensity. Yeah. Letting your body recover, getting that battery charge all the way up to 100%.
2: Yeah. Letting a
0: little bit of uh, that animal kind of build up again as well. Yeah. That kind of power. And then when you do hit the trail or whatever, hit somebody else, (laughs) the... You're back to 100% as good as you can be because you've you've taken that time to recover. So I'd yeah. say you got one week. You got about yeah. seven days to blast, and then you can rest up.
1: Yeah, I've always thought that after a, a ten, after a yeah, long run, um, three days, three days before you try it again.
0: Oh, that'd be um, yeah for you, me. You oh, can't I don't try react it. that well to running. I'd probably leave it for mm. i just just recovery yeah my recovery like again anything on my legs recovery is slow yeah um but the results are absolutely um mm. fantastic which is why i keep doing it well i want to thank you guys for uh hanging in there on this podcast i hope you picked something up i hope that even just directing you to these links and this information. Um, Perhaps also gives you something that you might not have thought of, perhaps some inspiration, perhaps a new exercise or two. There's definitely some cool exercises in those videos.
2: Hmm.
0: So thanks for watching. Oh, next next episode, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. Hmm. We are going to record our next podcast. On location, That's right. yes. So logistically, we're still back and forwards working out how we're going to do that. We oh, have a pretty good idea.
2: Yeah,
1: we haven't worked that out.
0: So this hike that we're talking about, travelling up this gorge, we'll be staying up there for two nights. This hike we're talking about is where uh, we will probably, no doubt, set up for the night, get everything sorted. Cook dinner or at least start cooking dinner and then uh, we're going to start a podcast. I can't tell you what that topic will be. It's not a secret. It just hasn't been decided yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, so leave that with us. But just know that there's going to be some cool sounds in the backgrounds. Probably, well, hopefully more like crickets and... Birds and insects, rather than large predators. Less of those sounds, more of the <laughs> more of the bugs. Uh, so that's where you'll hear from us next. That'll be nice. Mm. Should be very peaceful. Yeah, sounds of summer. Maybe the odd mosquito slap. Yep. Or freak out when something crawls on us. Yep. The rolling rapids and. Awesome. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. There will be continuous uh, water in the background, depending on how yeah. we, we mic up, yeah. You know, last time we um, camped there, yeah. I was hang- hanging in my hammock, I had my feet folded up, I'd just finished eating, and just as a matter of habit, I always uh, look down and just flick my head torch on. ...at the ground directly under my hammock... ...before I get out, step out... ...just in case there's a centipede, scorpion... ...whatever. Um, and I did that... ...and I looked down and there was a... ...well, probably in the, somewhere in the vicinity of seven-foot python... ...about a foot away... two feet away from my hammock... ...and the whole front... ...sort of third of its body was raised up in the air... And coming towards my hammock to so kind he, of smell the air, like he had his tongue going. Yeah. And he's raising up like almost like, what is that smell and noise and Whoa. thing moving in the dark there? And so
1: even though the hammocks are off the ground, you reckon he could have just raised up to the hammock?
0: Is, yeah. Well, the interesting thing was... Um, uh, my, the way my ha- hammock was hung, there was a little bit of a ledge off to the right, off so, to yeah. one side rather. So he was already there. raised. Could have got up. Or he like. was already raised by a half a foot or a mm. foot. Mm. Uh, he was already halfway up to my hammock, and yes, very. Yeah, right. He very could have easily just gone, "Hey fella, anyway, got yeah. a new room." Yeah, but he kept coming. Uh, the other guy I was hiking with was like was freaking out. And I I just kept talking to the snake and I just said in my calmest tone, hey, buddy, it's all good, buddy. You don't want to come up here. (laughs) And he kept coming directly towards me. And when he got about a foot away, he slowed down. The tongue was still going, tasting the air and everything. And then he just went straight under my hammock and continued on his way. So I jumped out of the hammock grabbed the head torch grabbed the camera and started filming it and he had no interest in me whatsoever he was on his nightly hunting duties and mm-hmm. he just, just didn't couldn't care less about me we might see him again I hope so catch you guys next time thanks for listening see you later If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.